Hello everybody and welcome back to Artsy Fartsy Immigrants. This is the 12 Songs for 12 Friends Breakdown, Part 5. Man, today is going to be kind of a difficult episode for me. I mean, I've got, I've developed this pattern um, over the past few weeks of doing this series where uh, it's basically come down to two tracks per episode. I mean, last week was about 90% one song, Where Will We Go From Here, and uh, about 10% Great Big Light because, you know, the, the difference in importance to me and relevance to my life now are so different uh, between those two songs, but the problem about today's episode is that uh, we sit betwixt <laughs> uh, two of the most important songs. Um, I mean, again, the only song that isn't so important or relevant to me now is Great Big Light, so every song really has a lot of weight and importance to it for me. I'm just saying that today's episode is kind of like trying to talk about where will we go from here Um twice <laughs> so I, you know what I'll do is I will promise you the time I will promise you the, an appropriate amount of time spent trying to get both of these done in one episode uh, I can't promise I can do that maybe I will after I get into it so maybe I should just jump into it but the the thing is about this is that it's two songs that mean so much to me because it's about two people that means so much to me it's a very uh difficult thing to try and put into words in an hour you know what i mean trying to collect your thoughts and put together an entire i don't know relationship with somebody into a easy listening you know audio book or you know podcast for driving and and relaxed listening is not so easy um, but somehow we've managed to do it so far, so maybe I just have to troop through and stop building up the pressure, otherwise I will crush under the mighty weight of it. Um, let's kick things right off. So last week we uh, finished up tracks 10 and 11, Where Will We Go From Here in Great Big Light. So we're on to number 12 today. Uh, let me see here. I believe it's one of the most streamed songs on the whole album. Uh, the most streamed is James by far. Uh, then probably after that, oh yeah, then it's Count On Me. Uh, then I believe Most Famous Surprise, yes. So it's the, f okay, so it's the fifth, uh, most streamed song. And then everything else falls a l much shorter below that, uh, number line, which sucks. Um, but I am happy that it's, um... I'm happy that there is a top five to be had. I'm glad that not everything is like, oh, they all sit at zero streams, so how could you have a top five? At least there are some songs that streamed more than others, so you know, I can be happy for that. So the song uh, number 12 is Eye to Eye. This song was uh, is written for and about my dear friend Vivi del Rio del Castillo. Uh, Violeta del Rio del Castillo. Uh, <laughs> Vivi, or as I call her, The Beef, she is uh, one of my best friends. Um, I met her at the University of New Orleans. Um, we met in the one of the piano rooms of the music and film building at the on the on the campus. I think it was twenty. I want to say like 2012, 2013. I remember I was sitting on a bench 
on the ground floor. I don't know if I was writing down an idea or just having a lunch by myself or something, maybe listening to music or watching a video on my laptop. I don't think I was, didn't really, I mean, I remember like there was obviously, there obviously was social media, there was Facebook and stuff back then, but I wasn't so heavily consistently invested in like making a presence on social media. So I don't think I was there like on Instagram or something, but who knows? Maybe that's wrong. But anyway, I was there chilling and she walked in and I remember seeing her for the very first time. This will sound awfully romantic, but I remember seeing her for the very first time. Um, tall, slender, brunette, beautiful, you know, independent, has this crazy confidence in her walk. She was in her own headspace, you know, like like a horse blinders, like with horse blinders on, like couldn't see anything left or right of her, just knew, okay, to this door, to the right is the stairs, up two floors, there's the piano room. And I don't know if I saw that she had sheet music with her or not, but somehow I knew that she was um, perhaps going that direction. Um, and you see a lot of different people in that building. You have all of the film and music people in the same group. So, you know, there's a lot of mixing going on uh, naturally, which was great. That was like the best thing was that we were all in the same building. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, so I remember she walked in and... I mean, just to be completely transparent, I the first like appearance of her, I was really taken aback. I thought this is a very like beautiful person, um, and I saw that she was a musician, and I just kind of wanted to know who this person was. Um, I didn't have any sort of initial instinct of like, oh, I'm going to ask this chick out on a date. Um, I think I had seen her around before, but I didn't really know her. And then I saw her, and was like, oh my god. Um, she has this just this aura. She has this magic about her. This 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 powerful, exciting energy, um, and she's just cringing right now. If she's listening to this, she's probably rolling her eyes uh, until they scratch the ceiling because she hates uh, to be described like this. Probably, but um, yeah, she just has this magical, powerful energy about her that's really captivating and addictive. You know, I have addictive behavior. And when you get some sort of like friend like that in your life, this this aura in your life, um, you just you just eat it up. You just can't get enough of it. So I'm very starved for that energy these days. Um, yeah. So I I went up to the second floor and I stopped by the camera room. There was an, an equipment room, uh, obviously in the film building, and it was on this floor. And I stopped and asked the guys if they saw like, did you see like a tall, pretty brunette? woman walking by with like some sheet music or something and they said yeah I think like maybe she went this way towards the piano rooms <laughs> excuse me sorry that's gross and then I just kind of like looked into some of the rooms because some of the practice rooms you know people would shut the door and do their own thing in this little windowless box which felt so depressing to me um, but she left the door open of course because she's Vivi you know what I mean she's Vivi come on and she opened the door, she had the door open and I saw her and that's the first introduction we had. I was like, hey, I think you're, are you, I think we, are you Vivi? And she was like, oh, hi, yeah. I was like, I'm Jordan. And we met and I don't know if we got phone numbers exchanged there or if we made an, uh, an arrangement to meet like at some other point or something. But, you know, at, at this point in time, I had no plan or goal or intention of like where this encounter would go other than I really needed to know, I really needed to meet this person. Like what an like captivating person this is just by the way she walks into a room. Like, whoa, who is this? Um, and then, yeah, it, 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 it spawned one of the greatest friendships, most important friendships of my life. 
and that's what we're going to talk about now. So this song, you know, ironically, the thing about this song is that um, it sparked a, a kind of a little bit of a controversy uh, between Vivi and I because I think maybe this is a good chance to finally break things down, but I don't think she ever really appreciated the lyrics. And, you know, as time goes by, I can sympathize more and more with that. I think I could have made it more of a song of how much I absolutely fucking adore her. Um, And by the way, if you're just now listening to this podcast for the first time because of this series, we've had Vivi on the show as a guest before, I think almost two years ago. So it is time to do an update episode with her. But you can go back to one of the one of the first, I think she's in like the first 10 or at least the first 20 guests that we had on the show. She's pretty early on. Um, I think the episode is called Volcanoes, Guns, and something else, but it's, it has her name in the title. So go listen to that for sure if you haven't heard her interview. She's, um, she's got a really exciting past. So I don't think she ever really appreciated or not appreciated because I don't need appreciation out of anybody for these things. It's it's just it's so personal, you know. But I don't think she understood how much love is actually behind the lyrics of this song. Although, uh, like I said, as time goes by, I can sympathize more and more and more with um, how she interpreted this the way that she did. I mean, it's she's a person, and these words aren't necessarily like. Um, I love you, I miss you, you're incredible. You know what I mean? Like some other songs on this album are really that. Um, And I've talked about these songs so far. And, you know, similar to the Bruno song where it starts off a little, not tongue in cheek, but a little with a little bit of a bite. You know, Bruno's Count On Me starts off with like, you know how to hide. Oh, a nice fancy camera you stand behind. It's not the sweetest lyric, Um, but it goes into you know, you carried me on your back and things like that. Because uh, it, it was about how that friendship started so disassociated. You know, it was like we liked each other, but he didn't talk. He wasn't vulnerable with me. And I kind of really worked that out of him. And then it blossomed into this amazing friendship. Uh, and with Vivi, uh, she was always very open. And the, the thing about this song, like the way that it works, the, the purpose of this song and the way that I always describe it when I play it live, because it is one of my, if not my favorite song to perform live, uh, still to this day, just the way, the melody and the way it rolls. I love playing it. I really, I love playing it. And it, it, I don't know. For me, it's my closest like Jeff Tweedy song, if that's fair to say. It's like my closest Wilco song. So I really enjoy playing it. Um, and I love singing it with harmonies and, uh, even just alone. I just, I really like playing it. And whenever I perform it, I always introduce it in this way of that. The song is about a real friendship, a real friendship. What do you do when you're surrounded by your best friends all the time? Well, if you really love each other and you really know each other, you give each other shit and not in like this mean way not in a mean way you know we were never facetious or, or vicious or anything like that but it's just that you're able to complain in a way about things that make you laugh about the other person does that make sense to say oh you're always late Ugh, classic vv or you know like a thing about vv that one of our longest running inside jokes is that we say that like vv has to be somewhere 
at 7 p.m. And so at 6.58, she's just going to take a quick shower. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's, that was always like, I'd say, okay, I'm, I'm on the way to your house to pick you up. I'll be there in like five minutes and then we got to go. We're going to be late for the gig. Okay, Jojo, I'm just going to take a quick shower. <laughs> you know, it's like, no, don't do that. Don't, don't do that. You showered yesterday. You don't have to shower right now, right now, today. Of course, she always did. And that's why we were often late. And that's what's so funny about her is like, I adore that. She just wanted to smell nice and, and feel good, feel fresh. You know, I don't judge her for that. But that was part of the, the gimmick. The thing was like, I was waiting for her in my car so many times. Now, did I ever harbor anything serious? No. Sometimes I was a little extra stressed. Come on, I'm Jordan. I get stressed and I'm, sometimes I'm a little jerk, but like I, I never really like held that over anybody. But that's the thing. That's why the first line of this song is, I've been waiting around here for a long time and I know I'll keep waiting on. You just disregard my rolling eyes. Again, this is another one of those songs that until the chorus doesn't really have much of a rhyme structure. This is one of those rare one rare ones uh, snuck in there where there's not much of a rhyme pattern going on, like as opposed to the song I talked about on the last episode, Where Will We Go From Here, has a very, very clean, structured, purposeful rhyme structure. Um, Count On Me as well has one. Most Famous Surprise, uh, I think, is the one that doesn't. No, it has, it has a very, very, very subtle one. Yeah, High's Cool. That was what I was talking about. High's Cool. High's Cool and Eye to Eye. And I, I want to say even far too thin, but um, I have to check that one out when we get to it. Anyway, it's one of just like two or three songs that has no, really no rhyming in it until the chorus, but that's not so important. The first line is, I've been waiting around here for a long time. I know that I'm going to keep waiting on and you just disregard my rolling eyes. And that's just like this reality of what it is with a friend whose only flaw, if you can really say that, is tardiness. Come on. Now, when we were doing this in the studio, uh, th this was the very first song that we recorded off the entire album. It was the first day that all of the musicians flew in from different countries. Um, I think Vivi and Nick and Avi all came in from the States. And we had... Um, was that right? Was it just everyone from America? I think so, because Jake was already living here, but he's from the UK. That's what it was. Everyone was from different places, like from Spain, from the UK, from New Orleans, from California. But um, we had three Americans flying. Well, Vivi's American now, technically. But anyway, three people from the States flying in, and they all got in on that day. And I thought, okay, it's the, it's the evening. Maybe everyone's a little tired, a little burned out, a little jet lagged. But there was this crazy energy in the studio, this magic of like, we're here, we're getting paid we have these songs, let's, let's make a record, you know, this, like this perfect thing that you dream about when you watch documentaries of famous bands in the, in the, in the mixing room, you, in the booth, like laying down the famous iconic guitar riffs or vocals, like you see this thing of like, let's make a record. And this was that feeling that I had always wanted since I was a kid. And it was that first day. And instead of us taking it easy, discussing the plan, structuring out some things roughly, and then just having dinner, 
we just we laid down the first song of the whole album we did it immediately and we did like four takes of this song we played everything live together in the studio and then corrected a few things after in post of course i re-sang everything we added the harmonies i think vivi um replayed her piano because um we had it in the room but it bled over like all the mics bled over each other so we had to get it clean i think she did that for every song which kind of sucks because uh, she had a lot of extra work to do but anyway it sounded amazing in the end so this was the very first one that we did and from the moment that we started laying it down i think vivi had an issue um i, th- I, I you know maybe it's more fair to say that she felt hurt by the lyrics um but yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna go through all that, and and there's there's purpose to all this. Um, the next line is a positive one. It says, "Oh, I feel that for years we could joke around and gossip on the town. There's just so much that we can go on about." And this line, "There's just so much that we can go on about." I we had that specially printed on the inside of the CD case. It's like a double flap case with a booklet. And on the inside of the case, um, I think it's when you, yeah, when you flat, when you do the double fold to get to the picture of me and the CD itself, that first fold is some artwork from, uh, Guy, the artist who does all my stuff so far. And, um, it has this specific line printed off because this, this is also, also sort of a, a thing to all the friends. You know, there's just so much we can all talk about. And especially with Vivi, we can really just have a, you know, quote unquote, quick chat on the phone. And it's, you know, 90 minutes have gone by because we have so much to always talk about and it. We make each other laugh so much, um, really like an insane, uh, wonderful amount. And I think, you know, and I'll probably just have to eventually just stop on this topic, but like, yeah, I sympathize about the, the more negative things, like maybe the waiting around. I can see how maybe that was, taken maybe too seriously I can sympathize with that but I do think that I'll stick by this because it does go like sort of negative positive negative positive whatever um that it is about a real like an actual true friendship because this song is about how Vivi and I would sometimes argue but it really only strengthened strengthened our our friendship um Vivi speaks her mind and she's very honest and she's very brave, I have to say. I think in her relationships, she if she has a, a problem or something she doesn't like or something that feels unfair or wrong, uh, she sets up something usually face-to-face if, that, if it's possible and she talks about it because the relationship is important to her. And the fact that she does that teaches me a lesson and it has always taught me a lesson since the beginning of our friendship that that is what you're supposed to do if that friendship means something to you let's talk about it let's not bury it or hide it or sweep it under the rug as I always did in high school with my other friendships like I mentioned in these things with Cody and the other songs there were problems massive jealousy issues massive insecurity issues all on me and I never confronted Cody about this stuff and I never said this is bothering me uh, I'm scared of this. I don't want this. Could you, can we talk about how to move forward from this? Um, I just swept it all down. I just gargled it all down with, you know, whatever. I ate my feelings like an idiot uh, all the time. 
And Vivi helped show me that that isn't the way that it has to be. Um, and all these New Orleans friends, you know, really sparked something different in me when it came to how I viewed um, being honest with my feelings um, and how to talk about them. Uh, without people like Vivi, I would definitely, I don't think, have a, have a podcast at all to feel confident enough to say, well, even if it's just my mom listening, I, I'm being honest and that feels good. It's like therapy, you know? And um, so anyway, she is really inspirational in that way that she, she, the, the, I'm sorry that I'm kind of jumbled here, but there's so many things racing through my mind about all of our different interactions of over the years of our, you know, deep relationship that um, it's sometimes hard to stay on one track of, of thought, but that's why I that's why I said at the beginning of this episode it's going to be hard for me to do the, these two songs in one episode because it's crazy but um yeah it's the it's really like this song and I will stand by this is about a really true friendship. So, let's move on here. So, uh the positive line was I feel that for years we could joke around and gossip on the town and we really, we laugh so much. There's so much we can go on about. And then the first chorus comes. Though we don't always see eye to eye, we don't always see eye to eye, no. Um, I, you know, this one, like this hook for me, the, the phrase of what to say came exactly with the melody, which is really rare for me. Usually I either have the line in mind and I force it into a different melody, or I chip away and make it into a special melody, or I have uh, the melody first, often, and then I have I fit the words into the pockets that I've created. And uh, this one just came at the same time. I was playing around with these chords. I really liked the... I love the chords for this song. I, It's very... I like guitar chords where you play every single string because it's this nice, warm, like, full plectrum bring for the it's very warm and full and open and it, for me it kind of feels like an open tuning but it's not it's uh, just like a c uh with a yeah like a c like a c over g and uh f whatever whatever i'm not i don't know i'm not a theory guy but it's just very open strings very open sounding and i love that uh and it's very dreamy i think uh, some parts of it, the the way the chords flow, the way they return back and forth to each other. And this melody, this like, we don't, uh, what's like, though we don't always see, I do, I do, I do, I know. I don't know. Part, part of me thought that's a great like pop thing to do is I, I can use the repetition of I to I to I to I, which is easy for people to sing along with, easy for people to remember. It's a good technique as a songwriter to put things in that are, you know, simple but true to heart, um, repetitive without being annoying or, or forced or gross. Um, and yeah, just simple, simplified. And uh, I knew I wanted to say like, we don't always see anyway. And then it just trinkled down in the same. And it worked. And I thought, uh, a cool way to come out of it is into that D major, back into that F that's so dreamy, and then we can just slide right back. So it all, the song came to me really naturally, uh, which was not the case for every song here. Some songs were a ton of work. Like I mentioned, High School was a 
buttload of work for me to figure out and put together. This one just kind of, it was like count on me. It just came out of me like all in one session. Um, then we get into the next verse. Again, I think these are kind of funny. Clear your mind just a bit before you lay it down. The part won't write itself, although things happen in your favor. This one is really like almost just a lyric for musicians um, because I think musicians will understand that kind of expression more than other people. Clear your mind just a bit before you lay it down. Obviously, I'm just I'm talking about laying down her, her parts uh, as a member of the bands I've played with her. You know, she can she Vivi can overthink what she plays. She can have like seven versions of a very small part in a song which one part of that aspect of overthinking is what makes her so like fucking brilliant um, is that she has such an ear for such small alterations, minor details, you know, it's crazy. But also she gets wrapped up and stuck in these cycles and she can't like choose one and go on. And so it's good to tell her to kind of like take a breath, clear your mind, um, just take it easy before you lay down this piece, you know, it's, it's not going to write itself. You're going to have to pick one. You know, you've, you've, you know, you can settle on this. You're going to be fine. And then just to say, although things happen in your favor, um, because she does have this sort of magic luck about her. She, she, you know, meets these incredible people with relative, like with relative ease. She gets put into situations where she's like, oh, I met this person and they have a, I don't know. I'm, these are just fake examples, but like, oh, I met this person who has like a television studio and they said we could shoot a video there for free. Or like, oh, I met this person who um, said that they would rent us their, I don't know, their boat to do a live session for Tiny Desk or, you know, I'm just making things up, but like she gets into very lucky situations uh, that a lot of people don't get into because she's so open and social and probably also a little bit because she's pretty and just like fun. She's very easy to talk to um, and she's a good listener. So I think, you know, uh, it's a little bit of luck. It's a lot of also just who she is as a person. She has this magnetism, but um, that's also what that means is just she, she puts the work in. She puts a lot of work in to whatever she does all the time, but she also has this little a little bit of luck, you know? So even if she doesn't clear her mind enough to get something down in time, it'll end up working out. She'll get it, you know? Because, you know, sometimes it works out. And then this last verse, uh, or no, the second verse here, um, is also sort of a joke on the time we've spent together on the road. Um, Go ahead, move in. Just spread your things all across the floor. The house is yours for the taking. And this is in all earnesty meant to be as a a sentiment of welcome. I really mean this as an invitation for her in whatever situation we might find ourselves in. Go ahead, move in, please. Just spread your things all across the floor. The house is yours for the taking. I think upon first listening, it can probably be misunderstood as like, go at like great spread your stuff everywhere can't wait to trip over your purse like you're so in the way make make the house yours even though it's not but that's really not the intention or the or the motivation at all for that one memory comes to mind where we did a tour in 2016 we played like i don't know 12 or 13 gigs in october into november of 2016 it was called the sophomore year tour because i had just just released um this Jordan Prince band EP, which 
nobody listened to, but we played a lot of cool shows, <laughs> uh, some with the full band and some with us just as a duo. And we ended up playing a couple of shows in Berlin, which was incredible. Like, what an experience to be on the road, to tour. She drove her family's van to Munich from Madrid with a friend of hers. I'm not sure if he's a relative or not, maybe a cousin or something, who he coincidentally wants to be like a a long-distance truck driver. So he's like, I'll drive. And he drove the whole like 22 hours or something crazy all the way to Munich. And then we used it for the whole tour. And then she drove it back like, what? Her parents came. I think her parents and her brother flew here on the last end of the tour and they drove it back. Just unbelievable. So real trooper. And uh, we stayed at this, like, sort of my friend. I guess you could say he's my friend, but we're not. It's, you know, it's different because we're like 50 years difference in age. But he's this really successful architect in Berlin. He's, um, you know, probably about 70 something and his name is Carlos, and he's a genius, and he's crazy, and he's beautiful, and he's wild. <laughs> uh, he's got like a million earrings, tiny little black frame glasses, gelled back, like pulled back, jerry curled, salt and pepper hair, uh, tall only, skin tight black t-shirt jeans, very Steve Jobs, but like a little heavy. And he's very loud and boisterous, the kind of guy who like grabs you around the neck randomly and you think your veins are going to pop out but he like gives you a big kiss on the cheek and then hands you a cold beer you know you're like oh oh, oh, thanks Carlos (laughs) you know but you're so welcomed and he let us stay in his gigantic multi-million dollar home for free he was like come on in welcome stay here he made an entire house out of concrete that's like his thing so he made like floor ceiling wall everything out of smooth concrete the stairs the bathroom everything it was wild and uh, we had our own bedrooms um he had the crazy weird bathtub like you couldn't really shower you had to like sit in the i don't know that's not the point but we stayed in this house together and like we kind of made it our own house and i think that feeling of like us sort of like living together in this house we would like lay on the sofa together and watch a movie together my my drummer mark joined us for a couple of shows and like we just like chilled there and and ordered pizza and went out and played a show and then came back to the house and it was just like i don't know it felt like we kind of were doing something and like living together and having sort of a a, a jump start or like a refresh on like what we wanted to do and, and and how we wanted to pursue music and for me, this sort of lifestyle could have gone on forever. I could have never stopped. I would have loved to have done that forever and still be doing it. I love being on the road and I love being on the road with Vivi. And uh, this line just kind of reminds me of that, like us living in this house together and spreading our stuff around and getting cozy. And like I was, you know, practicing songs in this bedroom or listening to you know, scary story podcasts and looking over in the hallway, seeing her in her room doing her yoga uh, first thing in the morning and just kind of looking at each other like, oh, what's up? Good morning, you know, and getting breakfast and talking with uh, Carlos's wife and having coffee and meeting their children and just, I don't know, just kind of felt like home. It was really nice. Um, and whenever she stays with me, I always want her to feel at home. I always want her to feel like this is her house. And that's what I mean when I have that lyric in there. And then it does the chorus again, though we don't always see eye to eye. But again, this chorus is just sometimes we don't agree. But the the implied part is, but we will always come through that. Sometimes we don't see eye to eye, and that's okay. 
makes us stronger for it, and we love each other no matter what. That's kind of what that is supposed to imply. Now, this last line, okay, I really get what she means, but also we argued about this in the studio, and I kept it. (laughs) The last line is, you're the loudest one, but you laugh so much it wipes away the list. Oh, my face is red. I'm dying here. Um, again, not much of a rhyme scheme at all. Like nothing really rhymes in these verses. Um, and I think what I mean when I said that, like, you're the loudest one, I don't mean that she's so loud that it's annoying and you want to cover your ears. It means that she's the most like opinionated and the most vocal about those opinions. Um, and sometimes that can cause us to not see eye to eye or for us to, uh, go into an argument that was unnecessary or something, not to say that I don't start them. I've absolutely started many, but sometimes the loudest one just being like the most opinionated, the most certain of this feeling she has. Well, like, for example, we have this funny fight that we had years ago in college about who was more attractive between John Lennon and Paul McCartney. And I still cannot believe that she thinks John Lennon is more attractive than Paul McCartney. I'm talking about just for those out there who are on her side, I'm talking about, uh, like pre-Beatles breakup, Paul McCartney, okay? You've got like the Let It Be era, the Apple documentary era with the beard, you know, the Linda McCartney years, you know, before it really showed like his lack of chin and before he got the weird like Karen haircut that's all beige and gray. Like young Paul McCartney, Abbey Road Paul McCartney, Let It Be McCartney, like the really cool, good looking rock and roll Paul McCartney, Okay. Rooftop concert, Apple Studios. Now, I get John Lennon has style. He's fresh. He's got attitude. He's kind of cocky. He wrote amazing songs. His voice is impeccable. There is no denying the greatness of the musician, John Lennon. But if we're just talking about straight up old attractiveness, you're still wrong, Vivi. And see what I mean? We had this fight and we were screaming in each other's faces about it, but we were laughing. And so that's what I mean. You're the loudest one. You're the most opinionated about the things you're, you're, the things you're, your convictions are the loudest, but you laugh so much, it wipes away the list. Anything that I might've had to say to you about this conviction, anything I might've had on my mind or stacked up or ready to go at you about this stupid fight disappears because we're laughing and you make me laugh and this is all fun. And now I feel that, everything's all right and this is stupid and I love you and I just want to hug you and watch reality TV or watch Curb Your Enthusiasm and sit on the floor of your tiny fairgrounds apartment and just live there. Um, And then, yeah, the last thing we say, I say the hook again, uh, though we don't always see eye to eye. So that's like, you know, without going too much further into the actual lyrics, that's, that's straight up line for line what they're supposed to mean, what they're supposed to stand for. I do, uh, let's take a quick look first. Uh, I haven't done this yet. I want to talk a little bit about the production and the structure of this song. This is, um, like I said, probably my favorite song to play live, and it's um, really one of my favorite songs, just production-wise. It was the first one that we did. We did like four takes. It just came out perfect. The energy was incredible. There's a, there's a, a couple of really small human mistakes, what they call like the human element in songs that make it also a little extra special. Like we didn't quantize everything. We didn't put everything to the grid. 
we had a click track, we did things kind of our way, but there's a, a few little small mistakes that make it special and nice. Um, and this dude Avi played the most, like, uh, I think I might have said this about the song Stars on the first breakdown episode, but I think if I said it there, I might have to change it and say that this uh, slide guitar solo for Eye to Eye is my favorite guitar solo of any song that has my name on it. Um, it's, I can, I can, I mean, I sang the, I think I sang the stars solo uh, <laughs> on that first episode, but there's something so perfectly melodic and it tells a whole story. It's so beautiful and triumphant and it, it it's one of the greatest guitar solos uh, I've ever had the pleasure of being associated with. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, so that's just, that's, that's what I'll say about that person. But, um, this song came out really smooth. Everyone gave 110%. It's really amazing. I'm really happy with it. And, um, yeah, let's check out a little bit. So it starts, we, uh, we came up with this arrangement idea. Well, actually I have to defend myself a little bit here and say, I came up with this arrangement idea in the studio, in the moment on that first night. I said, why don't we try uh, to Jake, the bass player, why don't we start Just You and Me together? Because I think someone suggested that I play Just Me, but I wanted to have that bass line here, that doom, 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 It's just really bouncy, and I liked how it bounced. So this, I mean, it's just playing off my computer, but let's check out the beginning here. I've been waiting around here for a long time And I know I'll keep waiting on You just disregard my rolling eyes I don't understand where that came from When I think about when I wrote the song I didn't have any intention of this da da You know this uh I don't know, but I like it. Um, and then it's like the character motif of the song, this cat, cat, the syncopation. I love it. Um, and let's take a look at that solo. And that's Vivi herself. That's her harmony right there. This I do, I do, I. She had great, great harmony ideas for this song. Oh, she's like, God, I love doing harmonies with her. So dreamy, so dreamy. That little, that little pocket space that he's just opened up for us. The dynamics, like the whole band fades away. You have a little, just a little kiss of things here and there. Just a little sparkle dust in the corners while this guitar comes in. Just and it's just, oh man. Thank you. 
I mean, unbelievable. And I'd, I mean, and this sounds, maybe this sounds egotistical. Maybe I shouldn't be sitting here listening to my own song on my own podcast for people, like the eight people that know me, uh, that listen to this and saying like, that's incredible. It's fucking awesome. Uh, honestly, for this, I just don't care. I think it might be the, my best thing that I've made. And I know a lot of people who don't, uh, really care for this song just in terms of like the melody, like maybe the vocal melody. But for me, this is like, oh, you know what this was? I know that Todd's listening to this. You know what uh, this song was insp inspired from? The Autumn Defense, man. The Autumn Defense. This, oh man, let me pull that band up. I can't believe I just remembered them. This uh, beginning of that solo oh yeah oh man the autumn defense todd Gurley introduced me to them oh man i hate the way that a spotify organizes their uh albums on there it is circles oh yeah was it the sun in california Now tell me that isn't a little similar, you know what I mean? Now written in the sun's great, but that's not the one. I can't believe how small this album turned out to be in terms of streams. Uh it just seems like such a humongous part of my life. Um, but you just never know. You never know who's um, going to be successful or not. It's crazy. Um, but there's some beautiful, beautiful songs on that album. The Autumn Defense, the album is Circles. Um, but just incredible, incredible stuff. And that definitely was the inspiration when you get to this part. Right here. That little simmering hi-hat with the acoustic and the crying slide guitar. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it came from the, it was inspired from the Autumn Defense. It was inspired from the Shins. Um, James Mercer's uh, vocal melodies are still, to me, the greatest vocal melodies that a rock band has ever written. And also inspired from Wilco. So that's like the three bands that make, that comprised the inspiration for this song. And uh, I'm really, I'm really proud of it. There's so much, you know, the thing is, it's so difficult to, to even consider moving on from songs like this because um, it, there's just so much importance that I have in my life when I think about someone like Vivi and also with the next song. And yeah, we had, I mean, okay, if I guess I could say, so Vivi is all over this record. She's on every single song. She sings harmonies on her own song, plays piano on everything. She plays synthesizer. She has amazing ideas. You can hear her voice on Lakeshore Drive where she talks about how she created a, a melody and I whispered to her that I love it because I always do. And, um, you know, the, like the last time that we spent real time together, was it, I'm trying to think. No, that's not true. The last time I saw her was uh, with Efi and them uh, last March. But before that, in June of 2021, 
Uh, I visited for like eight days because I was having like a mental breakdown. I was so depressed being stuck in Munich and I hadn't been home in forever and I needed to see these people. And I had this talk with Vivi. We, we just had this real talk because I think the hardest part about moving abroad is missing these people so fucking much. I'm missing my family, of course. I'm so happy that whenever I get to see them, I wish I wish they made at least one visit to Germany a year because we, we visit America every year. I'd love to see them twice, you know, if we could reciprocate that. Or any of the friends from New Orleans, too. It's like, or anybody, or anybody who these songs are about, you know? If anybody from family or from these songs visited uh, to Germany... Even just once, it would just mean they don't even know how much it would mean to me. Um, but I get that it's money's hard and it's very even more easily to get stuck in one's bubble and like belief of like how things have to be. Like it's just it, people get wrapped up in these things of like things are just the way they are. And oh, I don't know if I could, you know, save up or I don't know if I could get off work. And it's just like I get that that's really hard to get out of. Those mindsets are very addictive um in a in a bad way it's very hard to break those cycles um but le living here the hardest thing is missing these people and in june of 2021 we had a talk in this car and we talked about how distant we felt from each other and it was another perfect example of why this song i think is so true to us because she confronted me about a problem that we are fading apart and i I immediately started crying because I thought at first that she was about to say that she wants us to like stop communicating or I thought she was going to say it's time for us to move on or that she won't always, you know, make an effort to respond to calls or texts if I try to communicate with her because, you know, but I, I was wrong. She wasn't saying that, um, it really killed me when I thought that's what she was saying. But she was saying was that the last few times that I had corresponded with her from Germany over the pandemic was me calling her to dump my life's problems on her, calling her crying, upset, stressed, just freaking out. And I did that multiple times. And what she was trying to say is that um, she has a lot of stuff she's going through too. And she felt like she can't tell me. Um, and I'm so glad she said something because I was like, I can't lose you. Like I can't lose you. And the hardest, hardest, hardest thing about living here this long is that naturally communication with your people from back home, it dwindles. That's normal. And it's my fault. I'm very grateful that um, I'm in a pretty consistent amount of conversation with uh, my mom and with uh, my family and with Cody and Todd. A lot more than I even imagined, which is so great. Um, and I really wish that the New Orleans people, um, it doesn't even feel fair to say that I wish they made more effort. It's my fault. I left. 
I left and this is my, I don't want to say punishment, but it's my repercussions of my, it's the coincidences of my, no, not coincidences. It's the, sorry, it's the circumstances of my actions. And I have to live with that. I don't, I can't expect everybody to, um, I can't expect everybody to um, adhere to my life changes. And now it's been years, man. It's been like seven years that I've lived away. And, um, you know, of course people get their own. I mean, I mean, I have, I think it really hit me in the heart, the hardest when in 2020, in November, 2020, um, Vivi got married and I couldn't be there. Do you know what I would have done to have been like a best man or to have been even just like a speech giver or even just to be like a flower girl or just to be there at all? I really wish I could I th- I really wish I could have had the chance to to make an effort to be there but I feel like it just happened and then I got a Zoom link and it was just I don't know if like flights were still canceled during that time if no one could fly maybe that was the case but that was so hard for me but that's again that's the circumstances of my actions I moved I wasn't there and she has to live her life. And it's the same with everybody that I miss. It's, you know, everyone has their own lives. And I can't call or text everybody every day. I have my own stuff going on. But I don't think anybody understands just how much I deeply Oh, painfully miss them. Like with with everything that I have in my heart, with every cell of my body, I miss them so much. What I would do to have a little transporter box or a magic phone booth or something that allows me to see any of these people from this record at any time for a a Friday night beer or for a Tuesday afternoon matinee or to just go grocery shopping and just talk about what's going on in our lives or to talk about bullshit, to talk about nothing, to just joke around or to comfortably in silence, just sit next to each other. They don't, they don't know what I would do for that. But I can't, I can't hold it against any of them that I don't get the amount of communication that I would kill for because it's my fault for moving. And I have to accept that. And I'm the, my saving grace is that we, we go to America like six weeks a year right now. And it's just still not enough. I don't know. I need, 
I need some of these people to visit, but I can't force it. I just can't force it. Oh man, I'm sorry that I went down this path. Oh my God, it's almost been an hour and I, I knew I wasn't going to get both in. Guys, I'm sorry. I think there's going to have to be like seven parts of this series. I, I knew I wasn't going to get to Todd's song on the same episode as Vivi's song. It's the both of them are too much to talk about. It's like with Cody's song. It's too much to talk about. Um, But man, you know... When I thought she was saying that she didn't want to like stay in touch anymore because I, I've been gone and the communication has been so slim or whatever, I, I, I just, I wanted to die. Um, okay, but that's not the case and everything's fine. Um, what I wanted to say was if you like Vivi's sound on this record, if you like the piano and you like her harmonies, which who wouldn't? Uh, you can go to, you can also check out Big Lemois. It's um, B-I-G-L-E-M-O-I. Uh, the first EP, the image is a tree growing out of a guy's chest. Um, we did that, that whole EP together. Uh, if you go to Spotify, Jordan Prince Band as the artist's name. I stupidly released this EP under a different artist's name <laughs> and not under Jordan Prince, which everything else is under. It's so stupid. Uh, but Jordan Prince Band, uh, there's an EP on there. I can't vouch for the vocals. I do not stand by the vocals, but there's a couple of nice songs on there. Um, let me see. I had a little list here of everything. Um, a little short story. On that 2016 tour, we played a concert in a movie theater and we were driving one of the other artists who performed. Her name was Sobe. Uh, to uh, like a hostel where all the artists were sleeping, like a big house that had a bunch of different rooms and sofas. And we were driving back in her van in this really, for me, sort of painful, intense Muzak jazz came on the radio, like really, really heavy, intense, sort of, in my opinion, obnoxious free jazz thing. And I you know, maybe maybe too aggressively was like, oh, turn this junk off or something like that. And she exploded on me. And uh, I had just recently fallen in love with the first Andy Schauf album and was listening to it all the time on the tour. Uh, like she would sleep in the passenger seat and I would drive and listen to this album like on repeat. And she started using that against me and was like, we know fucking Andy Schauf only plays, you know, two chords and whatever. And I was like, yeah, but he's a great songwriter and it doesn't matter how many chords you play. And we were just like laughing, but screaming. And it was the stupidest argument I have ever had with anybody ever. <laughs> and we laugh about it still because it's so stupid. We got so angry. I don't know if we just needed to get some, I think maybe it was just, we'd been on the road too much, too long with each other. And we just needed to fight. You know, Vivi sometimes is like that too. She needs, she's a red blooded Spaniard and sometimes she's just got to fight and I'm there. I'll, I'll, I'll glove up too, baby. I love it. I love it. Cause in the end we're just stronger for it. Um, yeah. And let's see, I'll never forget the release concert for this album was in May of 2018. We had released everything and uh, Vivi's whole family was at the concert. We played the Milla Club in Munich, my, probably one of my favorite venues. Fits about 150 people or so. And we f didn't fill it out all the way. We didn't sell it out, but we had a lot of people there. And we, more than I thought, for the release concert. And we had, a, I think Cosma Joy opened up the show 
no, no, Matt Austin. I think Matt Austin opened up for me, which was great. What a great honor. He's also, he was the first guest we had on the podcast. I want to get him back. But anyway, we played this show and as a huge surprise to me and to Vivi both, we played the song James. We played pretty much this whole album in order and we played the song James and like, what do you know? The whole, almost the whole audience sang along to it and it was this magical moment. And you know what was funny is I was most proud that Vivi could be there to experience that more than any, more than anybody else who was in that room. And I, I had people of all shapes and sizes, like shapes and sizes of importance to me in my heart. But like, I just remember looking over at Vivi while an audience sang along to my words and her harmonies and thought, I'm so glad that Vivi gets to be on stage for this. I'm so glad she gets to see this and be a part of this. Um, cause I want her to feel successful and I want her to actually be successful, not just feel it, but I want to be successful with her. And I, I want us to be at the top of the chart, uh, making great things together. I never want that to end. So yeah, she's incredible and I love her. Um, yeah, I think that's that's pretty much everything I had on the list for today without rambling on too much. Uh, I want to apologize for that really intense, uh, sad dip that I went into a few minutes ago. But, you know, it's not a podcast if a white boy doesn't get emotional. <laughs> um, Vivi, if you listened to this, um, I love you with all my heart. I miss you every day. And please just call me sometime, text me sometime anything i'm always so happy to see your name pop up on my phone for any reason at all anytime um guys todd if you heard this one i'm sorry i didn't get to your song today i wanted to do two but don't worry you're getting your you are getting your due next week my friend um in general everybody if you enjoyed this episode please go to apple podcast give us a review or a rating or a comment it really helps the algorithm push this show to new listeners all you have to do is like it or share it or comment it or something or wherever you listen to this show if it's on spotify just follow follow our channels in in the show notes we have our links to all of our social media our tiktok or instagram our youtube Please, you know, if you want to go see more of us there, we have a lot of content up on the TikTok especially. Give us a follow um, or any, just tell a friend. Just whisper to a friend, hey, have you heard Artsy Fartsy Immigrants? If, if you know anybody who might like any of these songs, if you have anyone, a distant cousin, a friend who's like, I like that Jordan Prince fella. Didn't he write a song about you? Anything like that. Just say, hey, here's, this, here's the uh, series where he's breaking down that album. Isn't that cool? Just... Any way that you can help spread the show, it really means a lot to me. I want to grow this artsy-fartsy family, and I want to do it organically. I want to do it through people who care and people who listen and people like you. So please share the show. Thank you so much for listening. I love you guys so much. Hope this wasn't too uh, heavy-handed, but you know, sometimes you just got to do what comes naturally. Thanks for listening, and we'll do part six. Ugh. <laughs> we'll do part six next week. I don't know if I'll get through everything in one more part, because like I said, it's a big song next week too, but let's just keep this train rolling. I've really enjoyed this series so far. And if you've enjoyed it too, let me know in one of the ways that I've mentioned. Thanks so much for listening, and we will be back next week. Look out, baby, the saints are coming through. And it's all over now, baby.
Artsy-Fartsy-Immigrants, ein Podcast von John Prince und Moritz Batscheider, produziert für M94.5.